Fearscape Media Network. Exploring the unknown, one podcast at a time. Hi, friends. This is Kelly with Wishful Drinking and Binge Thinking, the podcast where I get just absolutely hammered and I dole out psychological advice. That's right, I am going to be more drunk than that girl you met in the bar bathroom after your karaoke set who said, you have such good stage presence, oh my god. That's right, zero preparation, multiple drinks, countless profound gems. Tune in the last Monday of every month on Fearscape Media Network. Coming to you from nowhere, a suburb of parts unknown, your ghoulish hosts for an evening of terror, Stephen Gearhart and Lance Wayne, the Misters of the Dark. <laughs> Good evening, dear friends. Welcome to another terrifying episode of Misters of the Dark, the greatest horror podcast in the history of horror podcasting. As always, we are beaming directly to you from nowhere, a suburb of parts unknown. I'm your head, Mr. Lord Stephen Gearhart, and action! And I'm your co-mister, the man with no name, Lance Wayne. Looks down at hands. Aha! Ten! Ten fingers! I will count them! One, two... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Says in shock. No, this cannot be an extra appendage. Be gone, demonic digit. Get, uh, get, Stefan. Cut, cut. Oh, what now? Stupid. You're stupid, Lance. I hardly expect someone of your low IQ to appreciate a film that will destroy the norms of conventional cinema. I hardly expect a movie about an evil finger that goes around gagging people to death to be destroying the norms of conventional cinema, Stefan. Spoken like a true normie. The title alone is enough to pack cinemas from here to Haddonfield. Now, let's see here. Where did our little double-jointed star go. That's another thing, Stefan. The title of this piece of shit is actually going to be called The Fingering. Yes, The Fingering! It's edgy! It's disgusting! Ah, Who could that be? I swear, everyone is trying to destroy my masterpiece. My own brother, even. My disappearing prima donna of a star. Unwelcomed house guests! Ah! Those are actually my guests, Stefan. I thought with all the trouble you're having trying to piece together this monstrosity, you might as well get a little advice from some experts. Dear friends, Will you help us in welcoming XTX Media's own director, Jacob Grimm, and executive producer, Sal Hernandez? I guess. (laughs) 
What's up, Jacob and Sal? Thank you guys uh, for coming to the dilapidated mansion. Uh, and I guess, according to Lance, sharing your knowledge with me, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Stefan's trying to direct a film. It's called The Fingering, and it's amazing. And it's about an evil, murderous finger. And he keeps thinking it's a weird name. I don't know what the deal is. So He wants to call the sequel Finger Bang. If that, yes. That, I mean, <laughs> Because he gets guess, a gun. He gets a gun. It, I guess stupid. it depends on what the finger does and where it goes. It chokes. It chokes people. Oh, oh, okay. But in the sequel, yeah. he'll shoot people. <laughs> mm. I don't want a good progression. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Clever you guys. Storytelling. So you guys are um, representatives of STX Media. Um, some really great stuff, writers, yeah, really directors, stuff. And, and obviously, Sal, we're seeing your acting chops. So, um, but yeah, so uh, Sal Hernandez, Jacob Grimm, um, you guys are absolutely phenomenal. We've got uh, we've got uh, Deviant Behavior, um, which is a really great film. Um, and I wanted to start out talking about Deviant Behavior. Uh, because we had John Dugan on our show a while back. Yep. And uh, when we talked to him about some of his favorite gigs that he had, this was listed as one yep. of his favorites. And uh, so oddly enough, we're already familiar with this film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Because awesome, we had already awesome. seen this. Um, <laughs> uh, of course, we're Tubi TV junkies as well, where you can find it uh, mm -hmm. now. But uh, yeah, Dugan had recommended it. And so we checked it out. And so when you guys approached us and talked to us, we were like, I didn't make the connection at first until I was like, oh, wait a second. So uh, yeah, deviant behavior, man. I just wanted to give you guys some compliments. I, I mean, I'm gonna give you compliments through the whole interview with you guys, but I just <laughs> wanted to say how cool, uh, what a small world for that to be. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, you know, just give us a little bit of uh, a little bit of a uh, you know quick history of you guys's like interest in this and kind of SDX media and how all that kind of came about. Well, um, let's see. We we knew each other in our in our like little town, South Texas kind of filmmaking community. We were doing stuff on our own, um, you know, just kind of horror film stuff on our own. And then eventually, we were just like, you know what? I like the stuff you're. I like the stuff you're doing. He's like, you know what? I like the stuff you're doing. Why don't we like? try and make something together this is like and step then, brothers yeah. basically <laughs> we just become best that's friends. like lance and i'd be like oh you like jason and fred you like jason and freddy <laughs> and we've been married ever since yeah it i mean it really kind of worked that way because it's not well there wasn't like a whole lot of horror stuff going yeah. on at the time anyway so yeah. it wasn't hard to when you find two like-minded people to be like we should probably try to work together mm -hmm. and we made a short for what was it a 48 hour competition i think yeah it was a 48 hour competition and that was the first time that that we actually worked together and you know and then from there we just like hey this was fun let's just kind of keep going and then stx media was born right there <laughs> now did you guys oh. when you did the 48 hour film fest did you guys get lucky and get horror or did you get something strange like a genre outside um of well they gave us it was a uh it's it was a uh, genres right so we pulled romance uh, no kidding yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. so seeing horror you know fiends we 
we figure out a way to make it horror, but mm-hmm. still have the romance. So oh, cool. The short the, the film base. Uh, I, I might spoil it for you, but it's basically about a uh, homeless clown that uh, falls in love with this girl. Who the backstory is that she gave him like some food, right? So. He, he followed her home, and what you're seeing is basically what happens after he gets inside. Wow! So, oh like wow! That. Yeah, is this, See, available, is, this ava- is this available to view anywhere? Um, I, Jacob, I'm not sure if it's if it's public or not. Actually, you know, we actually redid it. Uh, we, we we rebooted it for Dread Time Stories. Uh, oh, our first cool. feature, so it's actually in there embedded somewhere. But uh, if you oh, want to nice. see the original, uh, I'm sure we can send you the, the original link. That was. I mean, like I said, that that was our first uh, working together. That's so yeah. cool, man. I and I yeah. appreciate that as a horror guy because I've had some friends too that are horror nuts and done forty eight hour film festival. They got musical one year and they still they just made a horror musical and I was like, <laughs> that's yes, you know. So yeah. I appre- oh. I appreciate that. Well, that's the great thing about <laughs> horror; you can mix it with anything. Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. Yes, uh, unlike most anything else, like just horror. You know, it's it's it's. It's the people's genre. Let's let's yeah. let, let's be honest. Yeah. It's the rock of the genres. It is. It is the people's. That was a lame joke. Edit that out and post definitely. No, <laughs> it isn't. Um, so, but yeah. So you guys have been working together since then. Uh, you guys, you know, the the one thing uh, that you know, every time I was watching something, had you guys. It reminded me. You guys are like are slowly becoming the Lennon McCartney of the horror world. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll take, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. You guys are becoming even bigger than Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to go burn all your movies. And to throw you know, that back to, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, I was just going to say the secret to our success is the elimination of ego. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. we we don't let our critiques or disagreements, uh, you know, uh, hurt the hurt the project. Right. Um, I consider myself more uh, of the business side of it, you know, uh, and really like everything you're seeing on screen is is uh, mostly J- what comes out of Jacob's brain, you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and of course I, I have my, I have my input in, in different stuff, whether it's the writing or a particular shot, you know, that I make him do or don't, can't make him do. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's a good mix, you know, uh, but whenever I impose something or he imposes something, we may not like it necessarily, but eventually it, it kind of just becomes part of the project. And we both know that no matter what we're doing, it's, it's, it's for the audience. It's, it's for yeah the viewer you know because uh, i could if i had my way it would be you know w- w- shock and gore all the time if we had a jacob's way it would be slow burn so i think our combination makes it uh, entertaining enough and, and that's really how i judge movies nowadays i really try not to get too de- too much into depth of breaking it down if i had fun when i watch a movie they did their job and i like it yeah and that's pretty yeah, much but, yeah which yeah that's that's the only way to do it in my opinion <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'm kind of the same way man it's like i i'm an actor myself so is lance but it's like um oh, I'm not. yeah he's he's acted uh there <laughs> there <laughs> is this sometimes as an actor or a director or anything really in the arts you can 
go in judging things far too harshly. You know, it's kind of, uh, or the opposite can happen where you, and this has kind of happened to me, I, I'm a little more accepting all around because I've worked in the industry. I know how things are. I don't expect every single movie to be Shakespeare. Sometimes I just want to pop popcorn and watch some blood and gore, right? So yeah. mm -hmm. um doesn't always have to be that way for me. And I, I for me, it's, it's not hard for me to give that willing suspension of disbelief, right? To, to mm -hmm. fall into any movie. So if I do not like a movie, it's probably because I was struggling giving up that suspension of disbelief. And that takes a lot for me because I'm someone that's in the industry and I, you know, I do all these things and, and I, it's easy for me to let go. I do improv. So my imagination is all over the place. Um, and so uh, needless to say, I didn't have that problem with your guys's films um, <laughs> and even your music videos. I got to say, man, I, I'm Those telling you. I was, you know, like we have, we have guests on the show and I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. I've heard of this. Oh, I'll check this out. And you check out one or two things. I mean, I watched your entire catalog. Like I yeah. spent a day binging <laughs> at work watching it because everything was just beautifully yeah. shot, beautifully written, um, e even the music videos. And one thing I'll say about a music video is, is if you can turn the music off and it's still interesting, that's a good music video. And one that particularly stood out to me, and I really wanted to talk to you guys about this, was the Twitchblade video, Blood on Your Hands. Okay. I mm -hmm. watched that four or five times. I mean, holy shit, guys. Like, that was intense. Now, did Twitchblade come to you with that idea? Um, or is that something you guys created and said, hey, here's our vision for this song? Twitchblade uh, was already a sort of part of the project. Right. And it was sort of like, well, let's do, we need to do some music videos to promote the soundtrack mm -hmm. and the movie as well. Uh, I Pretty pretty sure that whole concept was my idea because I mm -hmm. <laughs> I was renovating uh, the tub, uh, renovating the bathroom in my office, and it had that old tub in there, and I kept it, and that was the first thing I thought was you know a very attractive woman, you know, <laughs> and I already had a twitch uh, twitch's face casted and molded from silicone, so we, were, we had a lot of stuff already in house. And uh, you know, once we uh, and Bonnie, you know, she's she plays Crystal in, in the movie. Uh, uh, you know, she was gung ho uh, and was all for it. You know, so yeah, it was, it was a, it was a. I think Jacob wasn't that like a, a full eight to ten hour day of just her, you know, in and out of the blood over and over and over again. It was a long, yeah, yeah, because it was a two day shoot total, and then it was a whole day of just the blood stuff and the tub <laughs> stuff and the shower stuff and all that you all, stuff put you together. Being a best boy. <laughs> or, a, or a grip or anything I, I would love that that's my dream job well yes i mean it women. it was extremely sexy and and there, there's no lie there uh, again that, that's not even what but, drew me in i mean it's just well beautiful. on that video like like sal was saying the concept of of like the blood and the girl in the tub and all that that was the original concept and then when we were really getting serious about making like okay we got we're gonna make these music videos to promote this soundtrack we're gonna make one for every song on the soundtrack right. which i thought was cool so when we really kind of got into it we have well we have to when, we, when it came time to kind of start talking about what was the performance side gonna be because uh because i mean 
yeah, it would have been cool to see, but I don't know if you could sustain a whole video of just a girl in the bathtub the whole time. So we were trying to figure out what the performance was. And I think we pitched that kind of that look. I, I want to say, cause like, I think we had an extra honey mask in the office that we had used during filming that had actually broken. And I was like, well, what if he wears this? And we kind of get that, give him like that whole, like almost like the honey look during yeah. that video. And yeah. that just kind of just came up from just kind of just, you know, kind of brainstorming and just looking around what was around the office. <laughs> and we just like found that extra like stunt mask. And then that kind of just gave way to like, oh, we should do it like bright colors. Like we should like really go like super like vibrant with it and super um, stylized with, with that whole performance. Yeah. And then. I guess one thing just led to another and that was well, I, how it came out. I, I loved it, man. It, you know, you reminded me of, you know, like Alice Cooper meets Phantom of the Opera. Like it was just, yeah. mm -hmm. just incredible, crazy concept. And, and, and this brings me to <laughs> here you are saying, oh, we just, we still had this, this cast of the face, blah, blah. I'm like, that thing looked meaty as hell. I'm like, <laughs> if there's one thing I really want to give you guys credit for is your special effects. Like, yeah. Uh, I love old school effects. My my brother's best friend's sister was uh, a, a, a special effects artist in Hollywood during the 80s, the heyday of horror. Um, she did a lot of those movies. And so I learned about that stuff early on. So I love it. But I just, I mean, I look like some baloney, like, oh, God, it oh, was good. That's so good. That's all. That's all Sal. He is our oh, makeup God. guru. So you guys, man, I mean, you guys do everything, man. I, I mean, I'm yeah. telling you, you guys, your guys' stuff looks like you've got a 500 to a thousand yeah. uh, person crew doing all this <laughs> yeah. stuff. I mean, that, it's, that, it's, that's one, that's one thing that really got me with your guys's guys's geez, your, your all's uh, <laughs> stuff was uh, just like the high quality. Yeah. Like, the cinematography and everything is brilliant. It doesn't look. I mean, I mean, I'm not. I'm not that I'm trying to knock indie people. That's where all the best stuff comes from nowadays. But it. It. I mean, it almost looks like studio. Like, like you all got studio backing. Just the, the way everything's well, shot and everything. Well, thank brilliant. you. Thank you. That. I mean, it's one of our things that that we always just say to each other is like whenever we're working on a new project, it's like the newest. The newest thing we work with has to be better than than, than the last thing we we've done so hopefully if you kind of do watch stuff from the beginning to now it does hopefully have a upward trajectory in in quality from, and it from does. when we started <laughs> yeah, so. yeah it does and Definitely. it does man i, I mean you know and, just to quickly reference uh my two other favorite videos were uh the ice princess video just mm -hmm. Wow. And uh, Dreamwalker, those were great. Um, but what that leads to is Curse of the Righteous, your guys' newest short. Mm -hmm. Talk about watching from the beginning and seeing where everything went. Holy shit. Um, this, this, I need a whole movie. I need a whole yeah, yeah. movie right now. Um, <laughs> I've watched this a number of times today uh, and yeah. last week. Like, I just, I can't get enough of it. Uh, the werewolf creature i love it so freaking much i yeah. love the practical effects of it <laughs> and, and, and I, I, I want and actually i wrote this down uh in my notes uh and this is just a question 
I'm, if it's a stupid one, you can ignore it and just <laughs> go back to Stefan. But uh, the wolf, <laughs> the wolf, is that supposed to be like a, a homage to an American werewolf in London? Because I thought, uh, I really thought that wolf looked a lot no, like... You know, you know where I got that mask? It's uh, it, I got it from Home Depot like two years ago. What? Oh, really? And I, and I just modified it with you know latex and paint and and fur and uh, just kind of beefed it up a little bit. And I, I wore it as a, I wore it as a costume for Halloween, you know, at some festival. And I just always had it. And then uh, Jacob, you know, when we we're talking about this this part of the film, so I want to put a werewolf in this thing. And, uh, you know, he suggested, you know, that we, we had, should have some, like, you know, that, that sort of inner skin jowl thing, you know? So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm cheap, and I keep everything. Pieces of silicone everywhere, so just, it's, it's everywhere. So I just got pieces of silicone and sewed it in there to give it more life and put some blood inside of it. Uh, uh, well, it worked great. I mean, yeah. like I said, I, oh, man. Now, there, there was, a little, to be honest, there is a little CGI in that, uh, so, you know, because yeah. we couldn't get it to blink. You know, and to have a little facial expression. So our friend uh, Pablo, who is actually uh, uh, he he plays uh, Michael Thorne in the Demon Behavior, the the brother looking for his sister. He, that's mm-hmm. Pablo. He's actually more of a filmmaker. He, I think ours is the only movies ever acted. In. Uh, he's great with CGI, and we just kind of threw him, you know, the six second bit, and uh, he helped us out with a little. Sure little didn't action. notice it, so that's yeah, good. I, yeah, I. I you if, you no ne- if you'd have never said it, yeah. I'd have never known. <laughs> yeah, same here. But to be completely honest, you know, but most of it, uh, I would say, ninety-eight percent of everything else was practical. In oh, fact, no. uh, if I if I can spoil the effect of it, if I may, I don't know if you want to hear about that. How we actually pulled yes, that please. off? Yes, uh, please. Sure. Yeah. 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 Heck yeah. Uh, well, so we couldn't get so uh, uh, you know LG wore the costume, and it was hard for that mouth to get as wide as we needed it. So we shot it actually once and went, and it was, it's this whole, that, that whole shoot was grueling because, because of COVID. And that's the only reason I was acting in it was because we were try, just trying to reduce the amount of people in the room. So it was basically crew was uh, up about 50% of the time. Uh, well, no, probably about 70% of the time was just me and Jacob, which we're not really used to at this point. We usually have a few more people. But anyway, so we just couldn't get that mouth open wide enough. So uh, Jacob, I, I, I told Jacob I have an idea or it was his idea. I can't remember. And I just, I, I, Mounted the head on a on a on a pole, on a on a uh, on a foam head, and I wired the bottom of the chin, and then you know, we, I, we just shot me going rah rah, you know. And, so basically, I just puppeteered it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Puppeteered it just to get that wide, and of course, you yeah. know, you got to move it a little bit just enough, and so it, it we, works. Yeah, that that took a few hours, but yeah, I mean, we, it's it was completely, you know, other than those uh, blinks and little, you know, snarling, uh, it's pretty much practical. So. Yeah, <laughs> I will. Arts. I mean, I, yeah, I will say that I think this uh, curse, curse of the righteous, was probably one of the hardest shoots I think that we've done, just because of the of like of like the crew limitations. You know, he said like you know eighty percent of it was just us. The maximum our crew was was us and one more person. Wow, <laughs> that was what it was the max, <laughs> and that was just for audio. So, oh, wow. you know, everything else was um, when he was acting, we, we had a boom operator and then I was a cinematographer and I was shooting it and directing it, all that, doing all that stuff. So, you know, not counting the uh, um, uh, Skylar, the other actress on set, it was like max of like five people. 
max at one, any any time. So just you know, and and trying to keep trying to be able to tell the story how how we wanted how we wanted to tell it. It got it it was grueling. I mean, especially since. Uh, you know, now we're getting old, so it's like <laughs> well, those hey, long days. I'll tell you what, I'm glad all that stuff was in place because Sal, dude, you killed it, man. I know. You telling I, me, yeah. you were like, "Oh, I guess I'll act shit." Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've been Nailed acting. It. I've been acting for 25 years, man, and I, I would have put you in the same room as myself, dude. Like that was in, in, incredible acting chops. My really friend. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe I, that blows my mind. It was just yeah. a last minute thing because you nailed that role. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I have to be honest, uh, the, the Latin, uh, it's pretty, pretty much, you know, it, it's an actual, uh, you know, like exorcism uh, prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, huh. it, I was determined at, at Jacob's, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> he was like, can't you just make something up? I was like, no, I want to be authentic. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> of course, you know, being the producer, you know. <laughs> but it, uh, I'm glad we did it. I mean, it was that was kind of grueling. But eventually, by the end of the shoot, I I knew the Latin, and I was I think, and I was pretty much pronouncing it, you know, pretty much on on on, on point. So and, pretty much now you're going to the basement to do laundry, and you're like, "Anamani Padre," you know, you're just doing it all. <laughs> right and and that was another thing too was the uh, the italian accent i didn't want to sound like mario you know so it was very difficult but then it also it was like i don't i you know a, a, re- a true italian accent to most uh, i would say americans they wouldn't pick up and say oh that's an italian accent mm-hmm. it's it's very it's 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 got a very distinct uh, sound to it i again as an actor man and i took four years of italian in college and um, we are our, our teacher was a t- an Italian guy. He spoke no English. So that was interesting. Um, but anyways, he it, I loved your choices. Like you made very specific choices on vowels and you stuck to them. It wasn't like a lot of actor choices. Will it'll get thrown out the window. So on a similar vowel, they're saying it differently. Stuff like that stands out to me. And and it stood out to me, man. Like, had I watched this, <clears throat> to be honest with you, had I watched this and not known it was you and known where you're from and all that stuff, I might have been like, man, they got a legit guy. <laughs> so, I, it's impressive, man. And you definitely you. should uh, be prideful in that because that yeah, was just, man, I'm telling you, I will, I, I will, if you guys make this a full length movie, I will, I will buy a hundred copies. It's, <laughs> we, were, we were joking because, we uh, last month, our, our network that we're a part of did a big crossover event um, for Slenderman. And so since we're the horror guys, we had to cover the awful Slenderman movie from uh-huh. 2018. <laughs> and have either of you seen that hunk of shit? I have not. I have not. Seen it. <laughs> don't worry don't, about it. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't. And it's not even like a cheap B movie. This was a first run Hollywood, oh, Hollywood movie. Yeah. yeah. It's god awful. Um, though the spider scene is cool. Other than that, it's god awful. But anyways, we're watching your guys' short, and at the very end, you know, that that demon comes up, and Lance is like, I wish that would have been Slender Man, because that would have <laughs> yeah. been better. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the design of Slender Man in that... I, I, this isn't about that fucking shitty movie. <laughs> we, did a whole, we did a whole episode on it. <laughs> It's so bad. It's so bad and not in the good way that you know good no, good culty no. horror can be. This is just not uh, a good movie. <laughs> I think I even went on a a, a, a rant. Just listen to the episode. It drove you to drink. I can't, 
Yeah, yeah, well, that doesn't, doesn't take much to do that anymore. <laughs> um, so, uh, with Curse, Curse of the Righteous, um, so uh, where'd this idea come from, or is it just a, hey, I've always wanted to do a possession thing? It, I think it just started off as just, like, it, it really kind of started off, I think, with just the idea of, of that of that scene of just that kind of like uh Silas saying he, he he wanted to do like a religious horror um things and he he'd been wanting to do that like you know kind of like this kind of like monster hunter priest kind of right. idea yeah so um so so he just told me that and I was like okay cool yes I'm I'm down that sounds good <laughs> and then um I I think for the when we first for starting it, I think I just kind of took that kind of idea. And I, I just kind of quickly wrote out kind of like the first draft treatment, and then I sent it to him, and then we just started just just uh, kicking it back and forth. And then um, he wrote like like a like a full draft of the script, and then we just kind of honed that down. But yeah, he he had Sally been wanting to do a like a like I said like like a monster monster hunter priest idea. Uh, I mean, I, while, grew up, so. I grew up Catholic, so I, you know, I'm not Catholic anymore, but I am obsessed with any religious horror, dude. Like, <laughs> so all about it. And uh, do you, you guys watch uh, What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm obsessed with that show. I love it. Yep. And and the movie, of course. But that's yep. when watching this, Sal, I was like, that's Guillermo when he's grown up. <laughs> he, he goes full into this becomes a priest <laughs> because you had that kind of same feeling like how Guillermo does like you're like I trust this guy no matter what but then you're kind of surprised at what he can do and that's how you played this priest as well because you're like when you're watching it at first you're like what's this priest gonna do what's he okay 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 yep all right, and that's that's why I liked it so much. Is I like the everyman, you know, like yeah. So for so long, especially like late '90s, early 2000s, it was all about just pretty college students, guys and gals. Like those were the only people they could do. We had kind of lost that art of the everyman, every woman. Um, well, I they turned they even turned Van Helsing into Hugh Jackman action star. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, oh, we're yeah. talk about the hunk of shit. Good lord. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Well, I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, um, every man looks like Hugh Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Sal, I really like that, man. And that's that's what that thing reminded me of, like, an older Guillermo. So that made me laugh. And so, of course, that, it was kind of like my segue to get my wife to watch it. And she was just like, I see that. This is really good. Because um, we both, I, 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 I've I, got her loving horror movies, but she's still very particular on horror. Um, mm -hmm. But one th another thing I really liked was... Uh, the demon voice with the girl um was was that is that overdubbed or did you just modulate her voice um that was uh, that was all her um it was just a uh, uh, post processing on it man oh, it was wow. it was so yeah, good yeah uh you know and immediately you're thinking overdub so i'm like man her lips are sinking up <laughs> so good <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, i really yeah. wanted to use her performance um i didn't want to do an overdub i mean that was an option like mm -hmm. we we did think about it but i was like if i can get this i wanted to do like kind of like i wanted to try it out if i could get like a, like the like some audio um pro, pro, post to pro processing to work or it doesn't sound 
artificial or really, you know, too, you know, too computer, basically. If I can get it to work, then I want to do that because I really wanted to preserve her performance and not basically add on another performance trying to copy that. Well, so. you did you did just that, sir, because yeah. it's it's really good. Thank and you. It, it gave me goosebumps, man. Like <laughs> it was creepy. And now I know why that makes more sense now to know that that's actually her. And that's from that performance, because it, it feels like that. Right. Well, you, Where, all, you all uh, you all got me. Uh, this has been the you've all got me with the jump scare. This has been the only <laughs> jump scare to get me in like five years with the, uh, I get God all her, the time. Where, so don't worry. Where you're getting close to her and she's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> that, that got me, man. I was at work the first time I watched it and you know, I'm at my cubicle and people are sitting around me and they hear me go, Oh my God. <laughs> you gotta love it though, man. man. That, now, that, the, 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 the actual, uh, devil's voice at the end that's jacob yeah okay. he, wow no kidding that well, was that, that makes voice. sense yeah that makes sense <laughs> oh no. no. i can jump in here and there and do like a monster voice or like a demon voice if it you know if, if it's like an overdub or something so i have like my i throw my little vocal cameos in there <laughs> yeah you're like ah look i don't do this acting shit but i'll do a demon voice if you need me <laughs> <laughs> that's great though it's kind of it's kind of your hitchcock thing in a sense you yeah. know yeah yeah it's your own. you'll never know it's my voice it's always heavily processed but i'm there it's that's in there. awesome <laughs> man i love that i love that so much man I, we just just so much fun man what it it, it now I know we're we're going to ask you this and you probably already heard this, but it's like, is there an opportunity for this to go full length or, or is this just a one and done idea? Because I know you guys do have a lot of shorts that could turn into fuller ones as well, but there's just something about this one. Um, I think I, I think maybe. Yeah, it always I mean, every, every time we always kind of think of a short, we always mm -hmm. kind of think of could this be a feature and yeah. where would the feature kind of go just for the possibilities of you know you never know what can happen but you know if, or, if or, it, or even another longer vignette like another dread time stories right like see mm -hmm. a longer vignette of this and maybe like a 15 20 minute i mean i want to watch more of this <laughs> I wanna, I, I, yeah I, I i don't i don't know how y'all feel about this i'd like to see it as an ongoing series oh yeah like you know I'd like watch a little, that too i mean you, you all you have to do is like a little eight you know eight minute man i'd watch well, watch the hell out of him i mean he is a little later in life so he's probably had lots of adventures to yeah prequel ah <laughs> yeah you can get, you, get, you, get, you get the guy to play guillermo and he can do the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves uh, a vampire nest uh, uh yeah i mean uh just about every short that we've had you know like i said like even our first short we did we ended up putting it in our in our feature film and uh, there's always ways to expand the universe uh, beyond the short film. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, your, yours is really the true uh, outsider uh, opinions that I, I think I've heard. You know, obviously we've shown to friends and got some compliments and stuff like that. But uh, I'm I'm really uh, excited to hear that you really enjoyed it and you know that you uh, that you appreciate some of those little extra little you know spices that we put in there and. Uh, it gets me kind of excited to maybe consider, you know, a longer version. 
Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Uh, and I, I hope you guys are shopping this around. I mean, uh, like I said, I, I've watched every video, you know, and there's nothing I disliked. And so yeah. that that's a huge compliment from me because I can be an asshole. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, he can. But <laughs> be one, you are one. <laughs> but some of these things, man. I mean, just the, the I feel like this short should be winning awards right now yeah. in festivals. Have you all, have, have, yeah, have you all taken it on the festival route or anything like that? Yeah. Funny enough, not. Funny enough, well, funny enough you mention it, uh, <laughs> Jacob, I'm going to tell him. Uh, okay. So <laughs> we were, also the motivation for this thing was we actually got uh, emailed by uh, Joe Bob Briggs. No uh, kidding. We love Joe Bob. Yeah, well, first he's it, one was, of our heroes. It, it was an email saying, "Hey, I represent Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, you know, he's he heard of he. Uh, we're actually in this book called Texas Schlock, uh, and it's kind of funny. Uh, whenever uh, I'm going to sidebar here just a little bit about the book, uh, you know, the the author said, "Hey, I heard about you guys. You know, so I'm kind of curious about seeing some of your films and maybe putting in my book." Is it sure? So we sent him uh, cool. Time Stories and Deviant Behavior. That's awesome. And uh, and then so. Uh, a few days pass. Brett calls us back and says, uh, "I don't think you want to be in this book." And we're like, <laughs> "Producing schlock, you know, uh, you know, you're actually doing pretty good for what you have." <laughs> oh man! I said, "Well, I don't want to tell you how to write your book, but maybe you have us at the end saying, and then there's there's these guys, you know." <laughs> so yeah, right, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> throw that out there, you know, because uh, I was like, "I want to, I want to be in a book." <laughs> so, yeah, of course. Yeah. You want to be in the book, so yeah. So uh, he ended up putting us in there. So at the end, with it, I think another another film group, uh, he puts us at the end, saying like, and then they have these guys who are doing a lot with uh, this very little. That's fantastic. Uh, that's great. That is Joe awesome. Bob, Joe Bob read the book, uh, heard it, you know, and reached out to us. So I, actually, uh, someone said they represented and reached out to us. So Jacob and I were actually uh, working on another uh, pitch for a, a, an investor at the time, and. Uh, this you know, email comes through and we're both reading it. I was like, is this real? You know, and we, so we Google the email address and sure enough, it's associated with Joe Bob's assistant. Uh, you know, so yep. then we, because it was like, he wants to get a hold of you. How can he? So we sent him, you know, our email and phone number and stuff. And right after, right after that, he started emailing us directly and said, uh, you know, I'm doing this, this film festival and, and, uh, was it Pennsylvania? I think uh, so. Yeah, yeah, so uh, you know, it'd be great to have. Yeah, it was uh, the drive-in film festival yeah. or something. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He talked about it on uh, his show the other night. Yeah, when I was watching. yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, so you know, so that was also part of the motivation to make this. It's like, well, you know, we got demon behavior, but we'd like to do something new, you know, to also submit to just yeah. show the rest because That's we have great behavior, you know. So we submitted it, uh, you know, and we waited and waited, and then we get the, we get the rejection email. I was like, what the hell is all that about? What? <laughs> yeah, no shit. I think what happened was I think he may have jumped the gun, and they eventually just sort of went through Film Freeway and had some other people kind of sort through the shorts and stuff. Mm -hmm. And only 10, 10 shorts were being selected. There was only a two-day kind of event. But, uh, you know, it was like, it was like, oh, well, whatever, but we still managed to... You know, test our new equipment out and, and yeah, uh, hell yeah. And yeah, if there's well, only yeah. 10 shorts, dude, you know, as well as I do, being in this biz, it is about who you know more than it is about what you make, man. And who you blow. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's no. you, Lance. I know, yeah. Why do you, th how do you think I'm on this podcast? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, seriously, man, like, it, I, I don't think that is a knock 
on your guys's no, film not, in no, any no, 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 no. any way, shape, or form, man. And they missed out. I'm gonna tell you that right now. And mm-hmm. don't let that hinder you, because like I said, you got ten films out of however many people probably sent any in. I wouldn't. I wouldn't shake that at all. I would keep submitting this because it's it's yeah. it's one of the best. It's one of the best mm-hmm. horror film shorts I've seen in a long time. Yep. Yep. It's it's fat it's fantastic. It gives me the feels that I love from the eighties because that practical um practical effects are there. There's that hint of cultiness that I love while at the same time good scares, good dialogue, good mm-hmm. acting, great shots, lighting is incredible. Don't give up, guys. Nope. Nope. You can one day be like us. <laughs> 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 no, we, we uh, we've gotten plenty of rejections before and uh, plenty of negative reviews, but uh, typically yeah. we you know we, they used to bother me, uh, but after oh, a yeah, while, yeah. It's just like well you know it, it's everyone's opinion you know it's like everyone's got an asshole so you know yep. yeah yeah and that's the thing everybody has everybody has different tastes too right. yeah. uh, you know I I, I teach uh, and we perform improv all the time and I always have to say don't ever let a, a slow audience tear you down because people laugh differently people appreciate things differently people find different things funny you're never gonna appeal to everyone I mean like I oh. said my wife likes horror but not like I like horror right so she likes two or three sub genres anything outside of that she's like Ugh! but that doesn't mean that horror is bad that she doesn't like it's just that's not her cup of tea so. oh I mean I mean actually to, to that point um one of our first shorts we that, that we ever made um the, the the roommate we actually toured that around and uh and uh this in uh, um, some festivals and, and it did fairly well for us but just watching it in different cities because it, it's a horror comedy so yeah like yeah, yeah like one like one city will like 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 one festival like not like a few jokes land but not another one you play like the next weekend somewhere else and it's like gangbusters in there like everybody's I mean, just that like crazy man yeah, yeah. like you was, don't yep. you don't think about that but cities have their own <sighs> cultures too like you know we yeah. traveled to a lot of improv festivals and things like that and yeah our humor will hit some places and it'll be the same type of thing but yeah you just never like cities are so it's weird man and you can see that watching films that were smaller films made in other cities and stuff like yeah. that you can see like looking we're both from louisville kentucky uh and like the louisville independent film scene there it has a flair to it that you can tell it's from louisville like there are certain references cultural things just styles stylistically mm-hmm. it, they're similar it's it's so interesting man yeah we uh we play in our own in our hometown we played and it was more like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, two hours away. <laughs> studio, you know, everyone's tearing up the seats, you know, it's like they're cracking up and they love it. They, they loved play. it in Austin. Oh, yeah, Austin. They loved it. Yeah. I, mean, so oh, you gotta love like, Austin, man. I guess people have a sense of humor two hours north. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We yeah. had it all the time, man. My old improv troupe. Yeah. Same thing. We'd go up to Chicago. This is like five and a, I mean, we would kill it up there and we would come home. And we would have, you know, like a smaller audience or just this, we couldn't get it. We couldn't get uh, an article done about us in it, but we would go out of town and have, it's just, it, yeah, you just never know. And so I'm glad that you get that experience, you know, to know that a people are fickle, especially on the internet. People are ruder on the internet. So oh, yeah, I've, just, I've always, I've always said, uh, 
everybody's balls gets twice as big when they're sitting behind a con- fucking computer. <laughs> so it's the truth. It God. Is. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is very, very true, man. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, so, so let's talk about your guys's inspirations, your, your heroes. Like who are some uh, directors and, and producers and stuff in the horror world that you guys have looked up to and, and, and not necessarily emulate, but have inspired you to do what you do. So I'll, I'll, you want to go first on that one? Sure. Um, for me, uh, it was uh, it, it is Kim Hinkle uh, who wrote the Text Chainsaw Massacre and produced yeah. it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it, that particular movie was my favorite uh, for business purposes. <laughs> it was these college kids, you know, who decided let's shoot a movie. Uh, you know, they raised some money and they just put on, as his, in his words, this backyard film. Yeah. And it became yeah. it, you know, it changed the American psyche. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's that's what been almost 45 years and it's still on the tip of people's tongue. Now that, you know, yep. nothing could be said about the, the remake. Still, yeah, it still messes me up, man. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So it, it's just survived. It's in the it's in the uh, what is it? The uh, Museum of Modern Art next to uh, I think the actual film is next to Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Uh, it's oh, in a, cool. Yeah, it's in film that. preservation. Yeah, exactly. So, so to me, you know, uh, he was sort of my, I guess, my horror hero. And uh, funny enough, I actually uh, got to meet him. Uh, I want to say about four or five years ago, and we've stayed connected. And we're actually so uh, cool. Oh, cool! Before COVID, we started working on a project together. So we're kind oh, of that's oh, fantastic. Awesome. So then it had to be even cooler getting to work with Dugan too. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. What a great sure. guy! What a fantastic yeah, guy! Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He was, and he, and he was, he was great. You know, to work with. Uh, you know, and that was one thing I always remembered. He said that if the script was shit, you know, he wouldn't have done it. Yep. So that you know, so I was like, okay cool you know so it's, good. it's so it's it's good he loved the character and he actually turned that character into something i don't think well uh, i don't think either one of us thought that's thought that's about. exactly what he told us too he said the yeah. same thing is that you guys allowed him to kind of um grow that into something incredible something that he was extremely proud of uh I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm blowing sunshine up your ass on purpose but I feel like he said it was one of his favorite roles that he had done. Like he just I mean, absolutely loved doing that. I mean, I love hearing that. He he, yeah. he had a great time when he was doing it. Like the character as written on the page was way more of an asshole than than kind of, you know, I mean just, just kind of like no really redeeming kind of in of the of the character, but after, you know, when he you know, when he kind of like worked with it and stuff and just watching him kind of just kind of develop the character on his own and just like what he was bringing to it, it it really did just kind of change it all around and so this to this different type of character who you know who you would believe would be like okay you know what yeah i may be kind of a jerk but i'm gonna help you right now you know what i mean and actually kind of and actually kind of mean it and he like it sounds like he did he completely changed that character for the better i think i mean i feel for the better than what was originally on the page for what kind of character he was and he seemed to be having a ball doing it so yeah yeah it was that i knew there was there was two movies he talked about that two were his favorite gigs that he had done it was that and rock paper scissors um Mm because they kind of allowed him both of those films for him allowed him to kind of show off what he'd been wanting to show off And, and and both of those films do that and they're those things where you're like man 
I think this dude could have had a better career if he'd have really been given a shot, like a real, real shot. He's a phenomenal Mm -hmm. actor that I don't think gets the credit he deserves, you know, but I'm glad there's folks like you guys out there uh, giving him some, some great script to work with. Yep. Yeah. And uh, after the fact, it was sort of like, it was such a good performance. I was like, fuck, we shouldn't have killed him. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. You yeah. gonna, it's the magic of movies. You can always bring yeah. them back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, our, our prequel. Trauma. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the same thing comic books. You know, they're always like, oh, yeah. oh so-and-so yeah. died. Don't Even in the comics, they reference it now. They'll find a way to come back. Don't feel sad. <laughs> yeah. Only Uncle only Uncle Ben and uh, Batman's parents stayed in uh, comic <laughs> books. Well, he True. did say that a lot during shooting. Remember, he was always like, so what did he do before this? Can we Can we see that? Let's, let's yeah. see like one of the earlier years. <laughs> He's like, I got a wig for this. It's funny. <laughs> oh man. And Jacob, so what about you? Well, who's your, your inspiration there? Well, um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a cinema fan, like all around, you know, I, I mean, I mean, horrors, you know, one of my favorites, but like, like my favorite director of all time is probably, um, David Fincher, I just love his stuff. But yeah. like, but to want to make movies, it would probably like the movie that made me want to make movies was probably the original Halloween, because oh. just for like the way they, I mean, probably the, some of the same reasons why I guess like Ch- Chainsaw is for Sal's because like when I because I'm a big movie lover, but I'm also maybe even bigger like behind the scenes movie fan like i love watching documentaries on how they make oh movies. yeah yeah for yeah, sure i have i mean it's a sh- it's kind of a shame how the way like physical media is not really doing those documentaries they used to like for dvds yeah. and yeah. blu-rays and stuff yeah. i bought blu-ray sets specifically because they had like like a three-hour making of documentary and i wanted to watch that yeah but um yeah. but watching how they made it it, it how they watching the documentary and how they made halloween it, it kind of made the process of making movies not seem impossible to me anymore. It wasn't like I was like, oh, they just had like a like a like a group of people, and it was like it looked so like like I was able to kind of wrap my head around how you could really do it, and it, like, and it didn't seem like this impossible dream that you just couldn't do. Mm. And so I'll always hold that movie, and Halloween is just my my favorite horror franchise. But I always hold that as like the movie that made me feel like you could you know this could be done yeah. and it just so and it just was great that it happened to fall uh, those thoughts happened to fall around the time of like the um the 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 dslr revolution uh to make it to where it it was easier and more affordable for just regular people to be able to make movies yeah yeah, yeah so. i love that i'm i'm inundated with halloween i went to the same college that john carpenter went to oh, <laughs> and nice. so halloween all of that is based off of the city and everything near Bowling Green, Kentucky, where I went and things like that. All the street mm-hmm. names are named after everything, even the county at Warren County and all that stuff. And so oh. and he, mm-hmm. he he would come out to Western every year or two, like he was a big alumni and stuff like that. So there oh, that's awesome. Halloween holds a special place in my heart too. Um and I know he even he even had thought about trying to film it uh either in Bowling Green or in Smith's Grove um which was near there but decided just for you know it's easier to stay in in california where he was at at the time but yeah, yeah mm-hmm. i absolutely and paint and paint gourds orange 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I love that, man. Um, now, the next question I have is these. We're at the fun question phase of our, our time here. Um, is is if you could take an existing property, and and that could be any book or comic book or anything that hasn't been made into a film, and make it into a film yourself. What which what would you do? And and I'm gonna ask about. Um, after the fact you know if there's a character that's already out there that's been written would you like to so you know <laughs> but is there like a particular book or comic or story or something that's out there that you would that you've always wanted to make a film about it's hmm. a good question let's see something that something that has never been made yet huh yeah i, I mean you know I, i'm not strict so <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I mean, it, 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 it's already been made and stuff, but I would not say no to getting a stab at what, you know, one of the big, maybe four franchises, one of the ones that are a little down on the dumps right now. So maybe like, I don't know, maybe like a Hellraiser or something. I mean, even though they're, they are bringing that back. I, know. So, I was like, so yeah, right now it's, it's looking like but, Friday or Friday the 13th is kind of needing. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, and J- well, Jason, I, Jason's I'm, stuck in court. So yeah, I'm surprised they have not tried to do something with, with Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, right, I know yeah. that I know it's the whole copyright thing and they, you know, they, the Craven family got it back, but yeah, like, come on. There's just, well, so it's just stuff to mine there. But what I, what I think's crazy about that is it's like, you know, it, like just like with Friday the Thirteenth, you know they're stuck in all that legal mumble jumble, and mm-hmm. but it's like we don't we haven't seen any films in years, but they're always like coming out with new fucking T-shirts and action figures and stuff like that. They're keeping so, that yeah. brand alive. I, I just I don't get it though. Why can't we get why can't we get all this crap but not any new movies? It, I yeah I don't know. You gotta uh, I guess it's just different different um deals when it comes to to like licensing and stuff but yeah. you know you got to keep that name out there somehow but yeah yeah i think they just need to like come on be smart about it because there's a lot of money laying on the table there that that's just nobody's going to be able to get until yeah. oh yeah you know there's yeah. been there's been people saying for a long time that 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 episode of freddy's nightmares where you get into freddy's origin story a little bit more and stuff like that and where he's at yeah. court and all that stuff mm-hmm. that that now that would be a story worth revisiting and and putting into a real film and a real budget i think would be really cool i know they've tried a lot in the past mm-hmm. yeah to do it um but yeah no that that would i mean that would be a a definitely a way to go now and you could reuse robert england too hmm you could use robert england for that too for like a prequel or whatever yeah cuz yeah. he it, yeah. be yeah, because well, Freddy's supposed to be old originally, yeah, yeah. so yeah, I mean he's. Or you, you could, could just de-age him play him for the age. <laughs> oh yeah, you could do that too. Princess Leia, him. Yeah. <laughs> Grand Moff Tarkin. <laughs> Make oh, his yeah. burns just, less burny, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Just, just be like Robert. You don't actually have to come in for the whole shoot. We'll just actually just just make a a CGI version of you. Just you know, just come do the voice. Yeah, well, right. that's, a, that, that's what they supposedly did but Tony Todd wasn't it and the yeah, yeah pretty much yeah I mean yeah it looked like either that or they just did a lot of de-aging on him but yeah, yeah that's basically what it was pretty much and what about you Sal 
Um, I was actually one when you said that this image popped in my head of a book, and I think it's a series. Uh, it's called I had to look it up too. Miss Nelson is missing. Miss Nelson is missing. Hmm. Basically about this, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, it's like a, it's a, it's a, you know, elementary age students in a, in a classroom and uh, they're just kind of a, a, a handful and the, their teacher, Miss Nelson, you know, just doesn't come, come to school that, like one day and it, this sort of evil substitute shows up and kind of whips them into shape. And slowly they start to suspect that it's Miss Nelson in, in, in Cognito. Uh, you know, manipulating the class to kind of behave themselves. Uh, that's vaguely what I remember. So, uh, so I'm, I'm just thinking the first thing that popped in my head when you said... No, I like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm definitely yeah, going to be yeah. checking that out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, I remember reading reading that or, or uh, the book, at least one of the books in the series, if there was, was a series. Uh, yeah, so... That sounds cool, man. Yeah. Um, for me, there was any property that i would want you guys to write and direct <laughs> it's um one of my favorite books is so joe hill stephen king's son mm -hmm. um i'm a huge huge joe hill fan uh, and he wrote a book called heart-shaped box and it's one of his few properties that hasn't been made into something and it's about an aged rocker think kind of like um trent reznor or even danzig um and he gets this suit and this suit is is haunted and all this crazy shit happens. Um, but he's like this old, like heavy industrial metal kind of rocker that's kind of just in his late 40s, early 50s, and just all this crazy shit happens. And with your guys' experience doing uh, music videos and things like that, because you could tie in a lot of that to it, plus the story, man, I think you got, I, Joe Hill, I know you're listening to our show, right? <laughs> you guys need to check these guys out for Heart Shaped Box because, man, you guys would kill. You know them. what? There needs to be more rock and roll horror movies. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. We can't just have Trick or Treat. Or no, it's Trick or Treat. Sorry. <laughs> With the Sammy Carter. Yeah. Rock's Chosen Warrior. Right. <laughs> oh, man. You know, when I was. I do, I do it, love that it, movie. In the in the late '90s, uh, I had this vision of a, of a, a of a sort of like an all star uh, all star '90s uh, metal hard rock you know kind of movie, where like you had sort of uh, you know you had like uh, Philip Anselmo sort of play like a, like everyone had a gang, mm -hmm. you know. So Philip Anselmo <laughs> was like these sort of street tough skinhead kind of type guys, and Marilyn Manson was the drug dealer, and it was almost like the Warriors. You know, but yeah, that's uh, what I was thinking. That'd be know, cool. But it, but it was, yeah. it was very. I mean, I, I don't know how it would set, how it would go, but it was supposed to, in my mind, it was going to be a musical, but all sort of the hard rock metal songs. Yeah, I mean, that's basically the concert that I just saw last year. I saw Slayer, Primus, Ministry, and Phil Anselmo in one of his side projects. <laughs> <laughs> you them, could have, yeah. you could have the Kiss Army. Right. <laughs> there you go. So that's at the end when the ship comes in from outer space. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> they have, yeah. They have to unite to fight the Kiss Army. Well, yeah. if you guys get to do Heart Shaped Box, remember Trent Reznor is now scoring films, so he would be perfect for this. <laughs> He's trying to be the new Danny Elfman. <laughs> um, final question before we get out of here, guys. Uh, who's your favorite Universal monster? Oh, um, Wolfman. No, that was that was mine too. Oh, 
Oh, All see, right. this is why you guys work together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great minds. Excellent, excellent choice. Well, thank you guys so much, man. Yes, thank and you and all so much. where can they find your guys' stuff? Like, where's some good links? Uh, obviously, I'm going to post them, but we like to hear it audio wise as well. Um, well we have. Go ahead, Jacob. Um, oh, oh, um, all of our stuff is on uh, YouTube on, at um, STX Media TV. And. Um, yeah, that's basically where we're all of our shorts are on there. All the music videos are on there. All of our trailers and promos and all that kind of good stuff. That's where you'll find everything. That's right. Yeah. Send what, these what, guys money. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I wanted to one thing I wanted to I always try to put this out there was that deviant behavior. When you see it online, uh, whatever streaming site you're watching, on, it's not that dark for whatever reason. When the film got transferred over, everything just became darker. And that was a lot. That was like one of the big kind of complaints that we got that was just so dark, but not in the dark, you know, not in a regular dark way, but in a real physically dark way. Yeah. So uh, so I, I make this commitment to everyone that I kind of can can tell this to. Like if so, if you watch Steven Behavior, or you bought it, you can email me at stxmedia at yahoo.com and I will send you a digital copy of the film in the way it was supposed to look that's awesome man oh, yeah, yeah we yeah. we had another director friend same thing happened the but the sound got like woof like way up here and like all the vocals dropped all the way down here and that wasn't in his original but when it transferred over to amazon or whatever it was like that that happens. So yeah, that shit happens. It's real life, guys. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. That actually um, happened uh, with the relic. It was kind of funny around the time that I was actually uh, going go down that rabbit hole. The relic that yeah. that film was uh, was so dark in the theater that people were complaining they couldn't see anything. But that's how <laughs> that's how the guy wanted it shot. Yeah. So they had to kind of reformat it. Uh, I think that for the for like the VHS version of it, they had to do something different that's with funny. it. But around that same time, it was huh. when someone. The one said like, "Oh, it's 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 cool. Even the parts you can't see." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" So I went to go look, and I was like, "Fuck, this is too dark." Like it wasn't supposed to be dark. Wow, uh, I didn't I didn't have a problem. Um, Y'all just need to turn your contrast up. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, but seriously, guys, Jacob Grimm, Sal Hernandez, thank you guys so much. STX thank Media, thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Watch Curse of the Righteous yep. now. Uh, yeah, everything else as well but watch curse of the righteous now because this is a game changer for me yep. uh, but thank you okay. guys again so much and you guys we would love to have you back anytime anytime you got a project let us know because we yep. you have earned two fans today oh um, awesome awesome and thank, and thank you for having us yeah thanks for a great time us. thanks for the kind words and thanks for your support and continued support we appreciate it Okay, guys, let's go ahead and show you to the door. Now, don't walk your happy asses back into nowhere, and we'll see you next time. And with that, dear friends, we come to the end of another delightfully disturbing episode of Misters of the Dark. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you to the Fearscape Media Network, and thank you to Corey Adams and Ashley Jones Adams from Nothing Wrong for our musical theme. Ah, uh, Stefan, I found your little star. God, about damn time. You realize how far behind schedule we are now because of your little disappearing act? Mm -mm, Stefan, I'd be a little more cautious with my choice of words when addressing our small friend. <laughs> what are you getting at? Seems our buddy here is a member of SAG. 
you've been providing what he calls an unsafe work environment. Unsafe work environment? Sag? He's a freaking finger! Stefan, I'd turn it down if I were you. Oh, you will never work in this town again, you little... What are you doing? Hey, get, get, get out of here! That spot's reserved for members only! <laughs> you were due for a checkup anyway. But before we go, dear friends, I'll leave you with this. Film is a battleground. Love, hate, violence, action, death. In a word, emotion. Good night. Use the front door next time! Good night!